This is kind of like the internet in the late 1990s. Get with the program or be left behind. You know, even Microsoft and Bill Gates got left behind. They didn't catch this. So if you feel a little bit like, oh, I'm lost here, that's good. So somebody asked, is it too late? Is it too late to buy it? You know, no, it's, 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 it's the same bubble story. It's like if you take a longitudinal view, look long term and say this technology, and this is why you have to learn about this technology before you invest in it. This technology is going to change our conception of how value is exchanged and held. And if you, if you come to that conclusion, which I have and many people have, it's why the, the, the value has gone up so much. It doesn't matter if crypto goes down, if Bitcoin goes down 90% in the, in the next few weeks, months, years. Because in the long term, it will be worth so much more. So you just, you never invest in this more than you're willing to lose. I am masochistic financially and willing to lose a lot of money. Uh, but, but, it, but you shouldn't, as long as you're not willing to lose the money you invest, just put it into crypto and hold it. Don't even trade. Just hold the cryptos that you really like. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've, I am not a trader. I invest in cryptos that I really You're like. You're more of a value investor. Exactly. You're more like, of the, there's two schools, you know. There's the George Soros school where he's doing arbitraging mm-hmm. and he's made a billion dollars in a day in the conventional Forex markets, currency markets. And then you got the Warren Buffetts who is like a buy and hold. It's trading versus investing. And you're more of a value investor, not a trader. And to 95% of you out there, you're investors too. Yes. Trading is a skill set and it's almost entirely at this point algorithmic. If you're not using machine learning and artificial intelligence in your trading, sentiment analysis on social media and in chat groups, you're going to get burnt at some point. You can trade for a while and then you're going to make a bad trade. Algorithmic trading is almost the only way to be a trader. Uh, you should only be investing in long-term value unless you're going to dedicate your life so to this. So are you seeing some people doing algorithmic trading doing very oh, well? for sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, fine, but not as well as I did because right. at the end of the day, I held, let's say, Ether from $0.90 cents to yeah, you got in. For to, those of you who want to hear an amazing thing, he got into Ethereum. After ETH. the ICO, months at after At $0.90, the cents, you yeah. said? Yeah, we should, it was, let's what say, is it at today? It's, a, it's, it's 700 and something dollars. 700 but, so just but, to put but, that but, in perspective. But it, for months, Ethereum was live in trading, and it just wasn't being valued. But I was having conversations. I was building companies on top of this technology, and I realized if this technology is successful, it's going to be worth way more. The way you put in every 15 grand would make you would have been you're a millionaire. Well, if you put in $1,000, you'd be a millionaire. $1,000, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I, have friends, I, I, I have friends I told to buy Ether. I don't give trading advice anymore, but I did, I did with that one. And I told my friends to buy Ether. Bitcoin was at 300 I told them to buy into Bitcoin, too. And, you know, I had friends, my friends that bought $1,000 worth of Ether, the, those that didn't trade, made, yeah. made over... Uh, it's one thing to buy low, but to keep it. That's what's Some really hard. Some people sold when it got to... I mean, a lot of people are selling and when it hit 3000 And there's nothing If yeah. you have a mortgage to pay, you have debt to pay off, you have like, your children's tuition, like, that should be your focus. But if you're, like, a 25-year-old like me, just hold. Yeah. Just, like, just hold. Unless something goes wrong with the technology, just hold it. That's what, how you'll realize all the value. A lot of people asking about IOTA. Oof. Let's go. So, give so, it to us. Uh, give, gonna, give us the real deal. Uh, so I'm going to be honest. So I said 11, 11, over $11 billion worth of, of startups has come out of my nonprofit. To be honest, $10 billion is because one of the co-founders of IOTA was a part of my nonprofit, Dom okay. Schneider. Really smart kid. I got offered, I'm pretty sure, to invest at a half million dollar valuation. And <laughs> What's now, that IOTA today? It's now like $10 billion. Uh, uh, so you missed that one. That was, Everybody that was misses some. 
Yes, don't knock yourself over misses. It happens to the best of us. I started getting asked about IOTA a ton recently, it, it, partially due to the run-up, I believe. Uh, and I started asking my cryptographer, computer science friends, because once I start doing a deep dive on a new crypto, I don't have the technical chops to really know whether it's good or not. And so I started asking people, and I heard red flags from everyone. Okay. Everyone sent me red flags. They said- What this, type of red flags? So, so the big one was, this happened a while ago, the cryptography is all open source. So Bitcoin's cryptography, Litecoin, uh, they use SHA-256, SHA-3, different hashing algorithms. These guys tried to roll their own cryptography for yes. IOTA, which is uh, something that's totally unconventional. You don't do in crypto. It's something that should be totally peer-reviewed. It's very academic, usually comes out of MIT. And these guys tried to create their own cryptographic algorithm for securing the IOTA network their Tangle network, I believe. And apparently there were some massive flaws in this. And it showed a level of arrogance and immaturity in the team that really alarmed a lot of people. And, you know, I mean, Dom, the, the student I have, who I really adore, you know, I think he's 20, yeah. 21. And, you know, look, IOTA is- We got 20 year olds in this game being yeah, worth I mean, 100 Vitalik, million plus. Vitalik, the creator of Ethereum, yeah. was 19 when he invented it. So, and Joey, my co-founder, was 18 when we dropped out of school together. So, you know, it actually, is not, he had just turned 19. But, but the reality is, is that, you know, this technology can be very nascent. I think IOTA is overvalued. I think a lot of these cryptos are overvalued, but I'm not really investing in cryptos right now that are worth so over a billion dollars. So for someone I see people asking, what is IOTA? We got a lot of people so, on So, so they're, they are a blockchain, and I may be wrong. I don't know them that well. I've only recently educated myself a bit about them, but it's pretty much a, a blockchain for IoT and supply chains, the Internet mm-hmm. of Things. And it's a very ambitious project. They use a very different sort of technology than what other blockchains do that should make it more scalable and much mm-hmm. cheaper to, to transact. Scalable, it's faster. It grows. It can take. It can handle many more transactions on the network as it gets bigger. Where uh, Bitcoin has kind of yeah, had a it has it has a huge scalability issues. Yeah. But so it, it's interesting. I would be skeptical about any sort of blockchain that hasn't realized or demonstrated clear value that's worth over a billion dollars. I think XRP, Ethereum, Bitcoin actually have demonstrated very clear value that makes them worth so much. But any any blockchain technology, any crypto token that's valued above a billion dollars, you don't see real any real-world deployments on top of it. Like, even CryptoKitties on top of Ethereum is a great yes. use case. It shows that there's a demand for yes. a digital scarcity online. And, e- and it seems that Ether has proved itself as it, something it's getting that's there. the smart contract side of things. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, I, most ICOs are launching on it. It's being used. It's, it's got very strong use cases. Um, so, you know, just be be hesitant. I, 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 I don't give trading advice, but I don't own IOTA. I'd like to see them develop further, hear some good reviews from computer scientists, and then I yeah. So let's do a speed round here, because people are asking. They, there's a lot of coins out there. There's literally a thousand plus besides the one you heard about. NEO, thoughts uh, it, in a it, nutshell. It, it, it is vaporware. You know, if, if you're interested in a blockchain technology team out of East Asia, check out Qtum. 
quantum. Um, I was you the, like that more. I, than I, well, I, I'm very biased. I I was uh, uh, the only American Angel in their pre-sale, and now they're worth over a billion dollars. And Neo to explain what Neo is. Real ne- quick. Neo tends to be the Chinese Ethereum, pretty yes. much. Whereas Quantum actually has some real technological innovation. They take the Ethereum virtual machine. They pair it with the Bitcoin UTXO transaction style, and they use proof of stake for consensus. It's, it's, it's a cool technology. The team is incredibly strong. So they're based where? They're all they're based primarily in Shanghai, but I think moving more towards Singapore, and also have an office in Denver. But just look at the GitHub code repositories of Neo versus Quantum, and you'll see why why Quantum is a much better bet if you have an East Asia thesis, which I do. And by the way, if we're losing some of you, the whole point of this show and this live call and what I'm doing is I want to get people in a place to, number one, understand this stuff's probably not going to be stopped. Bill Gates has said, hey, we're not stopping it's it. It's a tour even, de force. In, even the, who was it, Janet Yellen, the, the, the big you know, no, U.S. Fed chair reserve. She said, look, this is outside of our, you know, she's not a big believer, but she's like, this stuff is its own world that's being developed. This is kind of like the internet in the late 1990s. Get with the program or be left behind. You know, even Microsoft and Bill Gates got left behind. They didn't catch this. So if you feel a little bit like, oh, I'm lost here, that's good. Yeah. You want to be, I always am trying to get myself around people or in rooms where I feel lost because always be the dumbest person yeah, in the room. It's own. like lifting weights. If you're the strongest person, if you're your own personal trainer, you're not going to be as strong as if you have somebody stronger than you pushing you for the next rep. So this is mental reps trying to get you guys smarter. So let's talk about, uh, somebody talk about steam. Steam's interesting. Uh, they use, they're one of those first strong use cases for proof of stake, mm-hmm. which doesn't require mining like in the Bitcoin network, which is yes. less, much less en- en- energy intensive. It's interesting. I don't like these social network plays really. So just so you guys know, Steam is kind of like a Reddit. Yeah, a decentralized crypto Reddit. blockchain Reddit. I'm just not bullish on that. I think information is meant to be free. I don't think people are going to want to pay f- for information, I, you know, I think... Although net neutrality, we should talk about well, that. So, so the, what did you really think about? The, the net neutrality just came out today. It was crazy. Getting repealed. I mean, it's crazy. Uh, Good or bad? Is it as big a deal as you think people are making of it? So I got like world? super liberal, progressive parents in Western Massachusetts. And they're freaking out. They're like, the internet is over. It's like, you guys weren't even on the internet until after me. Like, <laughs> and by the way, let it be over because the blockchain, if you talk to like Brock, your partner at Blockchain yeah. Capital, you know, he says the internet is an intermediary step. Like mm-hmm. we had like TV and conventional kind of communication, phones, modems, faxes, and then the internet was stage two. And he says the blockchain will replace everything. Yeah, I think it will underlie almost all value exchange yes. in the world. Uh, but, but even but, thinks websites right. will be, like Steam is an example yes. of this. So, so, so what's really... The only upside I see to net neutrality is that it will be a catalyst for innovation in this yes. Web 3.0. People, it'll speed up blockchain. More, more people working in the internet industry, especially at the infrastructural level, will be like, well, there's not much we can do with what we have now. Let's move to blockchain technology. That, yeah. that, that's, that's an upside, but I mean, I'm very upset about what happened. So if you're interested in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and want to learn how to make money with Bitcoin, I'm opening up a brand new Bitcoin crypto academy for you. Crypto is starting to fundamentally change everything from currencies to the very structure behind the internet. And if you don't understand it, you will be left behind. 
Remember, if you had put $100 into Bitcoin in 2010, you would have over $100 million right now. I don't want you to miss out on the coming opportunities offered by Bitcoin in the cryptocurrency space. So I brought in the best experts in the game, the people that are teaching me and training me, and I'm going to share that with you because it's not too late to understand Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and the blockchain and to make money with it. So to sign up for my new Bitcoin Crypto Academy and learn how to invest, how to make money in this new exciting space, I'm gonna open up room for a few of you to have early access to the new online mentor mastermind. So go to tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast to learn more. So I'm testing the mastermind. So I'm just gonna let a few of you in at a low price and uh, it's already filling up quickly. So if you wanna get in, I'll let a few of you in. So go to tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast, all one word, tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast. If the course is closed, when you get to the page, put in your name in the waiting list, you missed out on the first round. Uh, and if you see it, welcome to the group. I'm glad you didn't procrastinate. Okay, back to the show. Somebody talked about Salt. I'm gonna have the fa- one of the co-founders of Salt here on the show. He's trying to jump in here, um, but that's a whole, you know, Salt. What do you think? Salt has a use case for someone like me. If, yes. if you have large gains in crypto and you want to uh, not get some cash, cash out, without yeah, talk. Yeah, liquidity, you, you give them, you give, you loan them your crypto, and they or they loan you cash. Yes. And if the price of crypto goes up. Yes. They they give you, you they give you the full value of your crypto, but if it goes down, then you have to pay more. Yes. So it's dangerous. It's a little bit it's, it's, like it's margined this, a little. Yeah. Not really margined. It's, it, it, it's, a, it's a fairly a risky financial instrument. If you made enough money in crypto, it makes sense to use. I don't know what the tax implications are. I have some people say that it can help you avoid yeah, you uh, triggering your gains events. Yeah, because loans. I mean, look, Apple. This is what Apple does. If you guys, because. I'll give you a, some, you've been giving me a lot of amazing mentorship in the world of, of crypto, I'll, I'll, and you know a lot about business, but in the business world, a company like Apple sets up offshore in a country like Ireland where taxes is 10%. They are keeping, I think, over 100 billion. Yeah, hordes And of what money. they do, they do not repatriate to the US where they'll have to pay taxes. They go to a bank in the US, they say, we got 100 billion in Ireland or more, give us a hundred billion. We'll secure it dollar for dollar with our Irish money. We'll put it in escrow so that that money's locked. And so then banks in, in go, okay, well, you got a hundred billion you can secure with in Ireland. Well, here's a hundred billion dollars as a loan. Loans not only are not income, so you don't have to pay any, 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 any tax on it, but then the interest they pay is tax deductible. So something like salt theoretically could have that potential argument to the yeah. IRS that, hey, you want your money. Now, if you only are making 100 bucks in, in crypto, you're probably not going to use salt. No. They're it's not going to loan it's, you it's $30. For, it's for people that are cash poor like me yeah. and, and, may, and, and don't want to sell their crypto. So let's talk about the, you know, the chains. So you have Bitcoin and you have ETH. And yeah. Let's talk about something like EOS, which is, you know, blockchain capital, you being a part there, Brock Pierce, yeah, EOS is going to be involved with what do you my think, fund. Uh, what, what, it's going to be involved in your yeah. fund. What do you think is this thing going to replace the other 
you know, chains like ETH, or is it going to just be a, used for other things like Visa, tran- right. like quote unquote Visa? So uh, you asked me at the right time because Brock, being a, one of my closest business partners, he went and co-founded EOS. I'm drinking like, your water, by the way. Oh, that's fine. Sorry, that's like, I have no issue with terms. <laughs> he, he he was a co-founder of this technology, and I was super skeptical. I was like this delegated proof of stake thing, where only there are 21 validators in the network uh, and uh, validating transactions instead of thousands, like in Ethereum or Bitcoin. And I, I was just very skeptical of the technology, and. I'm close friends with most of the founding team, and I spend a lot of time with them, and they kept on trying to pitch me, and I just wasn't convinced. And then one day I had this realization about EOS, and it was this. It was that, look at Bitcoin. Right now, they're most, while there are thousands of miners around the world, they're all consolidated into five mining pools. North and Korea so, is a big one, by the yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> and, so, and so it's actually not that decentralized, but it's censorship resistant, it's, and that you can break. You can't like just go and attack yes. all the miners at once. Ethereum is the same way. Except that it only has three major mining pools. However, once again, because the miners are all around the world, yes. you, there's no the way the U.S. government yeah, can't, can't just crack can't down can't on take all. them out. Now, EOS with 21 validators in theory is actually more decentralized than Ethereum or Bitcoin, but it's less censorship resistant. Yes. Because at the end of the day, if a large federal agency out of the United States or another major government or some like supervillain organization like Scepter or something decides to go take all those people hostage, then all of a sudden you the 21 people is not censorship yes. resistant. That being said, I'd say less than 70% of all applications that I think are really valid on, to be built on top of blockchains actually require censorship resistance. So money, Bitcoin, uh, that requires censorship resistance. You want no, nobody to be able to exert influence over money. Uh, Augur, which is decentralized betting, prediction making, that, that's something that's going to piss off a lot of governments and large financial that's, institutions. That's, by the way, his, one of yeah. his startups. And, and so that needs to be on top of Ethereum. Um, and and the, there will be a handful... Augur's built on... On top of Ethereum. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so th- there are, will be a handful of applications that need high levels of censorship resistance. But I'd say anything in supply chain, enterprise-level applications, government-level applications of blockchain technology... EOS is actually a really strong use case because it... it, it Where do you it, see it being used? What's the practical Like example? supply chains. Okay. Supply chains, digital identity, things like... Um, what else is a good... Uh, any sort of governance application. It's very fast, too. Yes, it's super fast and it's super scalable. So it can hold a, a payment networks. I mean... Yeah, that's what I say. Like, you know, the big thing that people argue, the critics, is... Well, people still using their Visa card. This is, you know, if you look at how you spend money now, especially in the United States and most Western countries, it's going on cards. And Bitcoin probably can't handle that, right? right? If all of a sudden everybody was doing their credit card transaction on Bitcoin network, network, it's going to explode. The Bitcoin network can handle up to about seven transactions a second. Yeah. The Visa network can handle up to 6,000. Yeah. But what, the EOS, EOS is that, they claim what? over tens of thousands. Yeah, faster than the Visa network, and, theoretically. And, and, and this is also one of the reasons why you can't do micropayments with Visa. Unless you're, yes. uh, unless you're uh, like iTunes and Apple, you, very few vendors can get payment relationships where they can accept less than $100 uh, or a dollar for, per transaction. Yeah, because there's too much cost so, to so, it. So if you're talking about content sharing and content creating. Yes, like something need, like Steam. 
yeah, you, you actually need a much more scalable infrastructure for payments than even Visa has. Bitcoin is not that solution. So do you think something like Steam in the future would be built on EOS? Yeah, I mean, it's the same, the same founder. Uh, yeah, yeah uh, uh, Dan Larimer created yeah. both. Uh, so but it's, faster than Ethereum? Yes, but less censorship resistant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but, but Ethereum will uh, go to proof of stake, but proof of stake still won't be as fast as delegated proof of stake, which is what EOS has. Yeah, delegate. So proof of stake, basically, Bitcoin is not proof of stake. No, it's proof of work. So and proof it's of work, slow. Proof of work. <laughs> That's require, why you have miners. Yeah. So it requires all these like supercomputers all around the world. Proof of stake is less computationally intensive. Anybody that owns uh, ether, for example, could stake their ether, which allows for the validation of transactions. But still, every staker in the network still has to validate a transaction, which means thousands of computers have to tra- uh, validate every single transaction transaction in the network, and that's just not scalable. 